Who is real in Borat? <laughs> I asked Google. kind of movie they thought they were making but they didn't think Frances McDormand was like a rich Hollywood actress they thought she was like a real nomad yeah like that's kind of weird but then I do know that I found out that some of it was scripted because like there's this whole part where Swanky one of the characters is talking about how she has cancer and she really wants to go back to this some sort of kayaking place that she had gone and like you know that's the last thing she wants to do before she dies. Like she's not going to die in a hospital. She just wants to go back and see all these starlings being hatched or something. It was really beautiful. And I was like, if this is real and she thought she was just talking to like (laughs) her friend, I'm going to be so pissed. But like that part was scripted. Like this woman's alive and she has never had cancer. Okay. But she is a real nomad. Like, a lot of the people were playing, like, fictionalized versions of themselves. Oh. So that's why I had to read a whole article about it, because I was like, did all these people get tricked? Interesting. Anyway, well, should we jump into my, it? Yeah. That's enough of me being mad at rich people <laughs> for the day. Exploiting <laughs> poor people. Cool. Well, this episode of Lost, titled The Long Con premiered on February 8th, 2006, directed by Roxanne Dawson. Oh, yeah. A woman. A woman they let direct this. Um, I looked her up. She's famous from Star Trek, I think. She's mm-hmm. like an actress and yeah, I think so. director. That week, on Tuesday, February 7th, Uma Thurman is named a knight in the Order of <laughs> Arts and Letters of France. Ah! Or in French. France? Or de... de- Arts <laughs> at day letters. Um, I had never heard of this organization. What did she do in France? Or I think she just international contributions to art. Yeah, it's I don't. I think you have to be a French citizen. So oh. there's all these people that I guess are French citizens that I didn't realize. Hmm. Um, you have to be at least thirty years old. Its purpose is is the recognition of significant contributions to the arts literature. Or the propagation of those fields. There are three tiers of members. The commander, or commandeur. The officer, or officeur, or knight, uh, chevalier. And you get different pins for different grades. <laughs> when you graduate to the next grade, you get a different pin. This is like Girl Scouts now. Yeah, it seriously is. Um, people... That I found interesting, uh, who are part of this organization, um, Shakira, of course, Jude Law, and George Clooney. They're all knights. They're all French citizens for some reason? I guess so, yeah. And then Elton John, Van Morrison, Tim Burton, Pharrell, 
and John Waters are all officers. And then um, on the commander tier, you have Bob Dylan, Meryl Streep, Patti Smith, Bono, Ringo Starr, Bruce Willis, Eric Clapton, a.k.a. my dad, and Iggy Pop. What a list. Did I, I told you that my dad, like, would get mistaken for Eric Clapton in the 80s, I don't know right? what he looks like. People would, like, that's huge come news. up to him. I mean, he does just kind of look like a typical dad. Um, Wednesday, February 8th, the 48th Grammy Awards. Are they usually on a Wednesday? Oh, I, that I don't know. I feel like award shows are always on Sundays, I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Uh, Record of the Year went to Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Oh, yeah. And Best New Artist went to John Legend, beating Sierra, Fall Out Boy, Keen, and Sugarland. Oh, wow. And then later that week, there was a really big snowstorm, and... Uh, New York City experienced 27.5 inches of snow, which is the record of snowfall. Still today? Or at that time? Yes. Damn. Yeah, it's wild. Um, are you ready for the movie? Mm-hmm. Bumbling Inspector Clouseau <laughs> must solve the mystery and solve the murder of a famous soccer coach and find out who stole the infamous blank Diamond. Did I say Infinis? Yeah. Oh, I saw this in theaters. Is it like Pink Panther? Is it like Pink Panther and it's the... It's Pink Panther. <laughs> uh, oh, but it's a pink diamond. Okay. Yeah. Other log lines to it <laughs> were, get a clue. <laughs> Pardon his French. <laughs> no. He wasn't born to greatness, but he might just stumble across it. Starring, of course, Steve Martin, Kevin Klein, Jean Renault, and Beyonce. Remember that? Yeah. Um, I just want to play this clip. Hamburger. I would like to buy a hamburger. I would like to buy a hamburger. God bless. That shit killed. We all came into school. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> no one was talking about anything else. The scene that shook our middle school. Um, also, previously on this show, we had been talking about Kato. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Chan was originally considered for Kato, but they decided that's too racist and decided to replace him with uh Jean Renault, who is like a a French guy. He plays like a French assistant. Oh, so Kato in this movie is not Asian, is what you're saying? Yeah, well and it's not Kato. It's he oh, has like he a, has different a different name. Hmm. Well. I feel like they should have just um done it and then just made it not racist. Yeah. Like can is... he be his assistant and just yeah, I don't know no. if, like... <laughs> you don't have to, like... Manservants are inherently racist. <laughs> he could be an Asian assistant, too. Um, are you ready for the number one dance track? Oh, yeah. What about... My Humps? Ooh. Oh! <laughs> I just like thinking, because when I think of, like, dance tracks, 
it's usually like, mm, mm, yeah, I but feel like, like it's gonna be in the club. Everyone's just vibing. <laughs> cool. At That's... a foam party, just singing at the top of their lungs. <laughs> That's what I think is going on. This is weird because I have you presented two French things, and I have a French thing too. For you later. gotta cut it. <laughs> weird. That's fucked up. Um, all right, we open on Jack and John looking through the gun room. Jack sees the heroin angels. Uh, does Jack already know that they have heroin in them? God, great question. I can't keep track of who knows what about anything. John says he kept them basically just in case. Like, oh, it might be fun. I mean, I guess they could be used for, you know, anesthesia and who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, John hesitantly gives Jack the combination to the room under the stipulation that they tell each other if they need to use the guns. John also advises him to keep the medicine in there, too. So he's got to go get it from Sawyer, uh, who is giving Charlie a good-natured ribbing about his (laughs) outburst last episode. Um, And then Charlie points out that Jack is ransacking his tent. So when confronted, Jack says the medicine belongs to the group. Uh, Sawyer threatens him, but Jack takes it anyway, and Sawyer is PO'd. Why does he need all the pills? I know. Is it just because he he likes to hoard things for leverage? Yeah, but, like, what kind of leverage, if someone needs, you know... Yeah, what are you gonna do, not give it to them? Like... Right. I can't... I can't see a future where Sawyer would be like, what are you going to give me, though? I don't know. I feel like there haven't been that many examples of him bartering things. Whenever he has something that someone wants, he usually has just given it to them. Yeah. Or, like, lied about having it in the first place. Ugh. Um, Flashback to Sawyer. He's doing it. Ew. Uh, I wrote, is this genuine? Is this another con? We'll find out. Uh, He sees the time and sees that he's late for a meeting and we all have deja vu. I would love for just one time the briefcase to be filled with, like, stuffed animals. Coupons. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But she calls him on it. The money's not real. She saw season one. Um, Did you look who... Ding, ding. (laughs) Ding, ding. Did you look up who that actress is? Yeah, her name's Kim Dickens, and I feel like I've been seeing her everywhere since then, so she seems like she gets a lot of work. Do you recognize her? Since then? Since, when did you watch this episode? Oh, (laughs) I watched it in Michigan, so like a week ago. And you've been seeing her everywhere for a week? She's in Gone Girl, Hollow Man, Deadwood, Thank You for Smoking, but she has 52 credits. Hmm. There's a lot of She looks like that other actress. Not so much, but like, you know that that actress who was the waitress in Mad Men? Who like Dawn falls in love with and like oh. she runs away. She's also in Twilight. She was the mom vampire. Oh. I can't remember her name. Yeah. She kinda looks Shit. like her. Anyway. I forget her name too. Um, she says she doesn't even have the money that he was hoping to get out of her anyway, but she does want to be an intern. (laughs) She wants to intern for him. Hot. Uh, Kate finds Sawyer in his tent. She brings him a fashion magazine from the hatch. I wish they would read 129 Ways to Get a Husband. (laughs) (laughs) He asks her to read it to him as he lost his glasses on the raft. (laughs) 
a big R.I.P. that we didn't realize until just now. Sawyer tells Kate about Jack's new army, which is news to her. She's clearly heard that Jack didn't ask her to be in the army, and Sawyer is eating that shit up. Saeed is husking a coconut. Hurley comes up and tells him that Bernard is a dentist. Oh, he... he what else could he have been? Look at him. I, yeah, right? Oh, I wish Bernard was my dentist. He would have never broken my wisdom tooth. <laughs> uh, he also brings him a shortwave radio, a.k.a. a glorified walkie-talkie. Ouch. Saeed says it's useless to him <laughs> and continues his coconut business, but then he turns around and looks longingly at the radio. Um... Ana Lucia and Jack are walking through the jungle. She says everyone thinks they're safe and no one wants to join the army. She asks him for the combo. He says nothing. And then she says, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sun is gardening. Vincent scares her and then runs off. Then she hears thunder. And then it starts pouring rain. And then somebody grabs her. It's like that person was waiting for the rain. Yeah, but... If they were, I mean, there's no way they could have been because who it rains so quickly yeah. on this island. But it was convenient because they could barely hear her screaming yeah. over that pounding rain. She got scooped. <laughs> on the beach, Kate and Sawyer are having a rom-com time when they hear Sun screaming. Sun. jungle unconscious sawyer had to ask her twice to go get jack god damn it i didn't notice (laughs) i don't know who the i don't know if it i guess it's not jack yeah who yeah has the problem asking once it's kate who has the problem doing things (laughs) fucking now Wait, but Sun had to be asked twice for something, right? Yeah, maybe it's just everyone in this group can't process a command from anyone first time. (laughs) They're too stunned. (laughs) He brings her to the beach. She's fine, but she's still unconscious. Uh, But the others are back and they're snatching people up. Left, right, and center. Not good news. Um, Once the rain clears, Ana Lucia suggests they arm up and go into the jungle. (laughs) Just to start shooting things, I guess. I mean, she's been through hell. Like, I would not want to be her in this scenario. She's like, oh my god, I I thought we were going to be. Yeah. But, like, not (laughs) fucking Hurley. Yeah, we've already been through this. Like, not not since the tail people have arrived, but we've already been through this issue of, like, we're not just going to hand out guns to every rando. Because we'll all shoot each other by accident. Yeah. And so Locke says no, and they agree to wait until Sun wakes up and just ask her what happened. Kate and Sawyer go into the jungle and start looking for a trail. Okay. Um, It would have been funny if the black hood was just his hood. <laughs> He's just walking around with a hoodie with what? no hood. <laughs> someone, what happened? I someone just woke up it. from a nap. <laughs> <laughs> someone nicked it. Blimey. <laughs> I should write for this show. <laughs> uh, where am I? They go into the jungle, they find the trail, uh, and then they find the hood. Sawyer says it doesn't add up. 
He says, it's a different weave of fabric. (laughs) Okay. I don't know if this was like, I don't want to give myself credit for sleuthing this out, but could they really see by like torchlight at the distance that Kate was at? Absolutely not. I think he probably just pulled that out of his ass. Yeah. How would he know the weave of the fabric was different? Because he orchestrated this whole thing. That's how. Sawyer suggests that it was one of them trying to scare everyone into joining the army. And who would do that besides Ana Lucia and Jack? Uh, Flashback, Sawyer is putting expensive price tags on cheap costume jewelry. um, And he's going to go try to get people to buy it. But he puts a band-aid on his face as a disguise, which is pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, He approaches two guys at a gas station and then... His new assistant pretends to buy two of the necklaces, which makes the other guys want to buy the necklaces. They got him. They got him good. In in present time, Jen is sitting by Sun's side. Kate asks Jack about Ana Lucia. She relays Sawyer's theory about Ana Lucia being the one who attacked Sun. And later on, Jack asks Ana Lucia what she was doing that morning. Oh, she was telling him. She had just gotten done telling him, like, after this morning, everyone's so excited to join this army. So, like, it really looks like she was the one who did it. But it was only 20 minutes into the episode. So we knew it couldn't have been her. She said, um, doesn't she say, like, even Scott signed up? And he was (laughs) like... Even she mixes them up. And she never met Scott. (laughs) She wasn't even there. Sun wakes up. She didn't see anything. She ran and fell. Jin is shouting at her in Korean. Um, we find out that he wants a gun. So Ana Lucia is giving Kate a mean mug. Do you see? When like Sawyer and Kate are like looking on. Oh, I thought Lucia Kate was mean mugging her. I think she was watching her, but Ana Lucia like turns around and like. <laughs> It was weird, and it didn't make, like, how how would she know? Like, I don't know. Maybe I made that up. Maybe, maybe she just has a mean face. I think she does maybe just have a mean face. Um, oh, big news. Mom, when we were watching these, a little momentary insert, <laughs> she said that officially Ana Lucia is the new hottest lady. Oh, yeah. She, she puts her first above everybody else. Wow. Hot take. Yeah. A real hot take. No, she she is. It's a lukewarm take at best. Um, this is all her play to get her hands on the guns. Locke, you need to go and tell them that they're coming. I need to tell them. Sawyer. Flashback. Sawyer's new assistant wants to do a big con. <laughs> she doesn't know the a term. A long con. <laughs> Um, it works by getting someone to ask you to do something like it's their idea. It's not their idea. It's your idea. But you need money to do it. But then it turns out that she does have money, so... Nice one, dimples. That's convenient. Um, Sawyer finds Locke in the hatch going through books. He's, like, shaking them upside down, I guess, like, trying to find... Is he trying to find more film reel? maybe it looked like he was just trying to find like little notes (laughs) because desmond went through the whole bookshelf looking for the 
film to show them, right? Dude, Originally. I feel like he knew where it was. Oh, wait, yeah. He right. said right behind. So why was he throwing? Remember when he was throwing all those books down? Maybe he was looking yeah. for something to fix the computer in that, like, hectic situation. Oh. But he did know exactly where that first movie was. I'm alphabetizing. Sure, sun gets attacked in the jungle. You figure it's a good time to start the damn Dewey Decimal System. Good thinking. How can I help you, James? Well, actually, John, I'm here to help you. Give you the heads up. Locke asks him to watch the hatch while he moves the guns. Move them where? Fine, you don't want to trust me? Lots of luck. But I can't leave the hatch unmanned. Flashback, Sawyer's in a diner. He meets up with a man named Gordy, uh, and it's revealed that he's been conning Cassidy this whole time. We learned her name is Cassidy, uh, but he's not going to go through with it because, you know, he fell in love with her. This guy tells him, you're not in love. You're a con man. A tiger don't change his stripes. Uh, Sawyer gets up to leave, um, and then Gordy threatens him and her. Uh, In the hatch... Jack and Jin arrive and ask where Locke is. Sawyer deflects, and Jack and Jin find the gun room empty. Uh oh. Looks like we got ourselves a theft. Who's gonna call the cops? Where are they? Don't look at me. I was just pushing a button. Where are we at? I believe these are yours. He's pissed, which is exactly what Sawyer wanted the whole time. It's nighttime on the beach, and John is staring blankly at nothing. And then Jack confronts him about the guns. John stands his ground on it, and they're fighting back and forth when they hear gunshots. (gasps) Sawyer has the guns. How? How did he find them? You gave him the guns. No. He's mad at uh, at everyone. Uh, for taking his stash. He took my stuff. Well, I was off trying to get his help. Get his rescue. He wasn't coming he, back. What? Was he? What were they, they supposed to no do? They had no reason to think that he was coming back. Um, he says there's a new sheriff in town. Y'all better get used to it. And I'm pretty sure that's used in the promo. <laughs> um, he's king of guns now. Flashback. Sawyer gets home and tells Cassidy all about the con. His Gordy. My partner. What partner? If I don't walk out the front door with that briefcase, in the next two minutes, we're both dead. What happened? That's the guy from the Mercado deal? There's no Mercado deal. (laughs) She was the long con, but he's in love with her. And more importantly, Gordy is about to kill them. So she leaves out the back door uh, to go to Sioux City to a motel where he's going to meet her. So she's gone. And then the present Sawyer is jumping into a pool of guns like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> uh, Kate asks him how he found the guns, and he's he won't tell. Um, he says, you run, I con. Oh my a god. A tiger don't change his stripes. That was the worst part of the entire episode. <laughs> you want people to hate you. That's why you did it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hurley is reading a manuscript of a mystery book that he found. Um, Saeed brings the radio. He fixed it. Uh, they try to get a signal, and they do. <laughs> they get, like, a an actual, like, radio signal with music. 
Saeed says it could be coming from anywhere, and Hurley says, or any time. <laughs> Just kidding. A weird joke. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like they're trying to foreshadow something. What? Um, Charlie follows Sawyer. Charlie's the one who scoops son. Oi. Uh, but he didn't do it for the drugs. He did it to make Locke look stupid. <laughs> Locke's not gonna steal his baby. And then one of the best things ever happened. He, like, does the thing where, like, he walks backwards into the shadow, <laughs> but then he reappears Sorry. to ask a question. Miss <laughs> Nadir, all of this, what we did. Oh! You, like, think he's gone, but he's like... What made you have someone think of something like that? And then we get a flashback. Sawyer brings the suitcase out to the car, but Gordy's not in the car. He counts five Mississippis and then goes back into the house. And then he grabs a bag with the real money, I guess. Was there, there was a suitcase of fake money. Yeah. They told Cassidy to run away with. Wait. So Cassidy's showing up at this motel with a bag of fake money and Sawyer's not meeting her there. Fake plan, fake money, I guess. Wait, did she have money when she... She left with money? No, uh, well, I... I she must have. I the fake money because he... What did he take out to the car? He brought a oh. briefcase to the car. Okay, maybe that was the fake money. <sighs> I don't know. I, Every I time there's a it. Sawyer episode, we're like <laughs> doing the math. <laughs> Equations are flying. What's the, the air. plan? <laughs> uh, and then he turns a picture of the two of them face down. Classic. Uh, he tells Charlie he's not a good person, and then that's the end of the episode. Is that really going to be all? We've heard this multiple times. Every time Kate tries to confront him about his behavior, he keeps telling people that he's not a good person. And like, and then a few episodes later, he'll do something heroic. Yeah, like he said it to Michael on the raft or Walt or somebody. Like he's always telling people this. I want more for him. I'm bored of this now. I'm like, how many redemption arcs can this guy have? Yeah. All right. I did really like this episode, even though I didn't quite follow the con. <laughs> yeah, I just found myself the whole time as soon as. Okay, as soon as they had that shower scene where she's like, let's do a long con. And he's like, okay, for a long con, you have to convince someone else it's their idea. I was like, oh, no, this is, a, this is a con. And then when he met with Gordy, I couldn't figure out who was conning who between Cassidy, Gordy, and Sawyer. Yeah. For a while, I was like, oh, of course, Cassidy's being conned. And then I was like, wait, what if Cassidy and Sawyer are conning Gordy? And then I was thinking, what if Cassidy was conning Sawyer? Right. It could have been anything. It's just that type of episode where you're like, it, yeah, <laughs> just get to the end. <laughs> I think the combination is seven thirty three eighteen, and I wonder if that's those are none of the significant numbers. at all. It must be a math thing. Maybe. Um, he can. Someone compares Locke to Gandhi, probably just because he's oh, bald. Yeah. He says it's like getting Gandhi to beat his kids. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't just a ball thing. It's like getting Gandhi to sleep with his daughters. <laughs> um, he had the audacity to refer to them as Jacko and Anna Lulu. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start calling you. 
And oh yeah, I I was a little sad to learn that Cassidy's that that he called her dimples because that makes it feel like Kate's not special. Oh yeah. She's freckles, Cassie's dimples. <laughs> this is just his thing. Just pick something on their face. I'm a complex guy, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, here's something I really liked. The black rock underneath the thing where it says black rock on the ship, it says Portsmouth. Uh-huh. And the at the gas station when they're conning those two yahoos with the jewelry, the brand of cigarettes in the window is Portsmouth. Oh. I wonder if that is important. Did you notice that yourself? Yeah. Or was that on... I noticed it myself because sometimes when I watch this show, sometimes I... Sometimes I try too hard. Like, when they go to a new location, I, like, look for stuff like that. Whoa. When I should be, like, paying attention to what's happening. So, yeah, in that instance, like, as soon as they cut to that scene, I was like, you got to look at what's in the window of the gas station. Maybe it's important. (laughs) Most of the time, it's just the numbers. Yeah. That's where they put stuff. Or the fucking... What's the chocolate bar called? Atomic chocolate? Yeah, Apollo. Oh. (laughs) You're an idiot. (laughs) Stop guessing. Um, Locke, the book he was looking at in whenever whoever encountered him was Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about it in the trivia. Oh, okay. Um, the manuscript that yeah. that Hurley was reading was called Bad Twin. Yeah, that must be important, I feel. Um, he calls Locke Haas in this episode. He's always making those Bonanza references. Oh, speaking of Bonanza, I also thought it might have been a little foreshadowing. Speaking of Bonanza... I've never been more excited. <laughs> um, I've never seen the show. I I thought it might have been a little foreshadowing because Sawyer kept saying things like, oh, people, when they get these guns, everybody's going to want to start playing cowboys and Indians. Like, he kept making kind of Western references. Yeah. Oh, and, there's a new sheriff in town. Right. And when he was doing that, I was like, Sawyer if anyone's a cowboy here it's you like with your stupid accent and your (laughs) attitude like everyone people make fun of him for being a cowboy but maybe that was foreshadowing like maybe maybe he was being like it's me i'm the new cowboy cowboy i'm the one that wants to play with the guns (laughs) we've never seen him address the group before really I don't think so. I don't think he's ever, like, had a crowd of people. (laughs) Yeah, normally he's in the crowd being like, yeah, but... He's usually heckling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. And my last note is that listening to Moonlight Serenade while looking at the night sky, I mean... Saeed's beautiful face. Yeah. It's on the nose, but it's beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, also, uh, another sort of nickname he called... Sun Tokyo Rose. Oh, yeah. That was in the trivia, too, because I didn't know what that was. What is it again? It's in the trivia, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not talking to you for the rest of the day. (laughs) Don't talk to me for five minutes. (laughs) Hang on. Okay, predictions. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So you cough, and then you're... <laughs> Stunning. 
maybe they're setting up a passing encounter between Sawyer and Kate in Iowa. Like, I wonder how long he was in Iowa. Mm-mm. You know how, like, when Boone and Sawyer were in the police station together, or how Jin held the door for his son multiple times. Like that. Yeah. And then Bad Twin, I feel like, has to mean something. I'm obsessed with scary movies that are about, that have an imposter plot, because... Mm. That's something that scares me so much, like someone not being who they say you are or like someone you trust, you know, it's actually not them. Yeah. You know, all those movies like that. So I don't know what it could be on Lost, like if there's like a shapeshifter that can take on someone's identity and then it's not who you think it is, like, or someone has a bad twin, literally, that's just going to pop up. It's been but that felt important. You, my yeah, there hasn't been a single twin oh, on this show. Set of twins. R.I.P. Scott Jackson. Okay, the trivia is pretty juicy. Oh. Elizabeth Reeser. Is that the name of that actress? I don't know. I don't know. That just came to me. I hope it's not. (laughs) And then we'll just leave that in. Cassidy or? No, the one that you're talking about from Mad Men and Twilight. Yeah. Elizabeth Reeser. She's a cancer. Five foot four. (laughs) Alrighty. The manuscript Hurley is reading is Bad Twin by Gary Troop or Traub. And that's the name of the man who got sucked into the turbine engine in the pilot. No! He's a mystery author. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I was... Scary. So <laughs> I was so excited to see an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. It's a Civil War era short story written by Ambrose Bierce. <laughs> but the way I know it is it's a French short film called La Riviere du Ibo, which translates to the Owl River, is directed by Robert Enrico, and it won Best Short Subject at 1962 Con and Best Live Action Short at the 1963 Oscars. Uh-huh. So one of the producers of The Twilight Zone saw that short film and bought the rights to broadcast it as a Twilight Zone episode. It's one of the best episodes. What year? I think it's in the fifth season, so like in the oh. 60s at some point. Wow. Um, Rod Serling does a special introduction to explain that it's they didn't produce this episode, they just bought a short film. Huh. Tonight, a presentation so special and unique that for the first time in the five years we've been presenting The Twilight Zone, we're offering a film shot in France by others. Winner of the Cannes Film Festival of 1962, as well as other international awards. Here is a haunting study of the incredible from the past master of the incredible, Ambrose Bierce. Here is the French production of An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. I would really recommend watching that episode on Hulu or Paramount Plus or Netflix. They've all got it. I think you can also stream La Riviere du Ebo on Fandor, but it's the same short film either way. Mm. Exciting. Tokyo Rose is a generic name given by Allied forces in the South Pacific during World War II to any of approximately 20 English-speaking female broadcasters of Japanese propaganda. 
Wait, Slow so down. specific. So I don't know where are they broadcasting. It says English-speaking female broadcasters. So were they in America or were they they're English-speaking Japanese women broadcasting Japanese, Japanese propaganda? propaganda during World War Two? Yeah. So I'm just gonna have to Google more about that. <laughs> I didn't have time. <sighs> Oh, here's a huge one. Oh, okay. Moonlight Serenade by the Glenn Miller Orchestra is the song that's playing over the radio. In 1944, Glenn Miller got on a London to Paris flight and the plane disappeared. No! <laughs> no! Isn't that incredible? I didn't know that about him. Like, I know some of his music. Oh my god! Love it's that what, for like, this show. Planes disappearing. Like, planes <laughs> crashing is, like, really scary, expected. obviously. Yeah, and but, like, there's an answer. Yeah. Them disappearing entirely. Oh, my God. It's way scarier. happy to hear that song because it was one of the songs that was assigned to one of my classmates in Russia in like singing class mm. so I'm always like oh cute Sawyer calls Kate Sheena which is a reference to Sheena queen of the jungle <laughs> she's a jungle dwelling comic book character able to communicate with wild animals she oh was God. proficient in fighting with knives spears bows and makeshift weapons and wouldn't you know they made a sheena tv series in the 50s hell yeah they did so your only watches old tv <laughs> <laughs> yeah when when did he watch all this tv it, i mean i guess he spends a lot of time in hotel rooms <laughs> oh my god okay um let's vote one of these jack holes out of here <laughs> One, two, two one, three. Kate. Oh, Kate? Why Kate? Because she was so easy to con. Sawyer knows how she is, and he yeah. knew that she would make everything her business. She's always the one that throws around wild accusations. We've seen her do this before. Yeah. So, like, she was such a good mark for this whole thing. Well, I wonder if he was laying ground, because, like, they've been hitting it off really well lately. Oh, I wonder no. if he, he's been laying groundwork this whole time. Like, how long has uh, he had this plan in his head? I, it, the, ding, ding. This episode <laughs> makes me think that it was just, like, he had the idea at the beginning of the episode because, like, the impetus was Jack taking his drugs. Yeah. Maybe. But, like, he, he hatched that plan quick. <laughs> yeah. Um... And by using Kate, like, I mean, he must have known that, like, he would lose that relationship with her by using her, right? Or at least, like, lose it for a while. Yeah, they didn't even fight about it. She was just like, oh, you want everyone to hate you still? And he was like, you run icon. Things between her and Jack are obviously very fucked, but it didn't seem like... It didn't seem like the same thing at the end of this episode. I would be way more pissed than Kate appears to be. Yeah. I said Gordy because he had a really specific order when he went to the restaurant. 
Could I get a plate of chicken salad, white meat only, and please God, no celery. Okay, sweetheart? MVP. MVP. One, two, three, Cyan Jansen. Who? The waitress was Kate's mom, and I just love a wink from the show. Like, when I saw that sign that said Iowa, I was that like... That was Kate's mom. Oh, my God. That, yeah. That completely went over my head. That's so loved funny. that. Because they showed a sign that said Iowa, and I was like, to my mom, I was like, wait, that's where Kate's from. What a funny Easter egg. And then here she is. She's wow. their waitress. And I was like, oh, okay, I got it. I said Saeed because um, he was having a hard time, and... I mean, Hurley is my other MVP because he really. Yeah, he really gave that to him just yeah. for a hobby because yeah. it's a shortwave radio. It's useless. <laughs> it is worthless to me. You just need this argument is irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> this thing you've given me is irrelevant. He just needed something to do and Hurley nailed it. <laughs> Hurley has a lot of emotional intelligence, I think. Yeah. Well, Where is Michael? We still got to figure that out. Yeah. Did you see who's in the next episode? No. Uh, it's the like thumbnail for the next episode. Is, is it the new guy that it's I recognize? The new guy. Oh who, my god! He has won many awards for this show in particular, or at I'm least one. So excited because I. I really don't know anything. I don't know who he belongs to. I don't know where he comes from. Like, oh, that's so exciting. Others or Dharma or some other island person like Danielle. He could be anything. I have no idea. He's so good in this show. I'm so excited. <laughs> He's like one of the best characters, oh. I would say. Oh, good. Anything else to say before we go? Nothing at all. All right, follow us on Instagram at you lost me pod. Not that I ever update it. <laughs> um, email us at you lost me pod at gmail.com and Twitter. Oh, yeah, Twitter. Get a Twitter account. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Uh, good nice to see you. Bye. I know I am so new.